Hello everyone and welcome to this Christmas special episode of the Well Creation Show. So today, Jim, we're talking about does your time actually equal money? Uh, no. That's it finished. We're going to have a quick Christmas episode, right? Now off to Christmas lunch. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we go on about it quite a lot and time is so important and um, it's a really good subject and we could, there's a lot of different um, branches that we're going to go off on today but um, i think really how your time is valued in today's world is really important and that maximizing the value of your time and the age of productivity and uh, efficiency and things are so important especially in industry and business and what we do and, yeah. and ultimately building wealth and whatever you do so i think yeah like the, the concept of time equals money um, as a common phrase, and it's used in today's society to convey the idea that time is a valuable resource that should be spent wisely. And the basic premise is that time and money have an equivalent value and that the two can be traded off against each other. So essentially, time is viewed as a commodity mm -hmm. that can be used to earn money or as something that can be saved by spending money on services and products to free up your time. Jim, this is something you, you taught me and, and you, you've, you've gone about it quite a lot, is freeing up your time and investing in things that will then allow you to be more productive. And yeah. and, it, and it's like, you use the phrase like, that things, um, things aren't dependent on your ability to perform and things like that. These are all, these are all time efficient um, things that you could implement in your, whatever you do. And yeah, I'm still waiting on. I'm still waiting on Gary jumping in on the comments. By the way, CV's Yeah, so and and that, and it's it's just there's a lot of different avenues we're going to explore today. We're going to talk about obviously finite resources, uh, the importance of valuing time. We're going to talk about opportunity costs, which is a, Jim, you go on about that quite a lot, and and just how it affects people that are self-employed and entrepreneurs and things as well, and how that affects their ventures and vitally investment and things as well so when yes. you first talked about this richard when you first said that you know you're going to talk about does time equal money i thought yeah this subject's going to be pretty boring <laughs> <laughs> because it's like there is only you know there is only sort of one way to look at this and in mm -hmm. my way and and everything else is the highway but yeah. actually You've come up with some really good content here. Yeah. And and the fact that, you know, there's a lot of different facets to this does time equal money. It really is down to how you just said. It's how your time is valued yeah. actually in today's world. What value do you put on it yourself is actually quite important as well. This is where I come back to every single time when I talk about this to people and I talk about the value of your time. Uh, the one classic example here is why on earth would I be digging the garden? Okay, if I can get a gardener to do it for 20 quid an hour, if I can go away with the same amount of time and earn, earn you know, £250 pound an hour. If I could earn £250 pound an hour in my own time, with my investment strategies, with my buy-to-let or anything like that, flipping properties and yeah. refurbing, not, not flipping properties, but flipping properties, <laughs> then then why on earth would I be actually uh, using my time to, to dig my garden? I mean, you know, that could be a mental thing and you might enjoy digging your garden and get some sort yeah. of respite if that makes sense. People, people uh, do it for enjoyment and that's different. Yeah, because you love doing what you do and it's your, it's your, it's your safe haven, it's your place you can go to 
every single time, like you're opening or something like that, just to relax. Yeah. Because one of the things that I spoke to you about is when other shows that, were, that we could be talking about is is the the balance, the balance yeah. that you have overall. Now I don't do balance, but actually I've been reading seven wealths of uh, seven secrets of wealth of, of wealthy people. Um, uh, Stephen Covey, that one. Uh, seven habits of highly effective people. I should get the title right. Um, I, I got Covey. it wrong the other day as well. It's quite a long one. And 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 when I was reading, I'm, I'm nearly finished that. But when I was getting to the end, I thought, God, I've been missing a trick. Right <laughs> towards the end, I'll be, oh, not your joking. If I'd only just actually read this book at the beginning, if I'd read that book at the beginning, I probably could have had it easier, and I probably got, I would have, pro I probably would have had a lot. Um, I probably would have had a lot more success than I've got now. Know that I'm begrudging it, by the way. No, um, but just maybe but I would, I would be further on in my journey. I would be further on in the journey, and I'd be further on in, in what we call success and building wealth and stuff like that. And 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 also, I'd probably have a far better. Um, I, I would have an enhanced relationship with my with my children and Elaine as well. And uh, and I've got a good relationship with them all anyway, just now anyway. But I would I would, it would probably be even better. And I've only had just read this book in the beginning. But unfortunately, I just didn't listen to my mentors sometimes. You know, it did happen at some occasions. And when they gave me that book, I went, mm, it's maybe one I didn't want to read it out. <laughs> well, I'm intrigued. And I, well, obviously, I'm a wee bit behind. But obviously, you mentioned this one to me and I ordered it. I just come uh, the other day and I've not started it yet. But I know one to ones. And, and that's exactly what we were. I was talking about time and how I was being pulled in so many different directions and how could yeah. I really do you know what i mean uh, do things more efficiently and you had told me to read that so i'm i'm, I'm going to get to that well, so that's quite good but well look at how i've used technology over the years yeah um and this is a classic example i've always used um in the early days i used to fax letters straight off my desktop and i used to send them into council through fax off my computer so i typed it up on word I had a stand-up signature and i just faxed it out to them and they they said that's acceptable to us for any updates or anything like that so rather than actually using the post and this is 30 years ago i was doing this at that time so mm -hmm. fax card to my computer send it straight to them i had to obviously disconnect the phone and, and push my, plug my computer in and it was dial up at that time or the funny noises used to get when connecting but but it was a lot more efficient at that time and then when i went when because I've, I've been here you know I, i've been in my place in spain for about 18 years so whenever i went away on holiday i used to bring everything with me i used to i used to take everything but it was on my phone that was the yeah. good thing everybody was able to contact me on phone and i did have um, at some point i did have people back home who were able to step in and do some stuff for me but i was always the point of contact because i self-managed in the beginning so and yeah and yeah at that time as well remember i was still a full-time uh, financial controller and financial director in industry yeah at the same time as running a buy to let portfolio around about i think it was 30 properties at that time um at, you know so doing that and and actually actively buying as well at, at the same time as well so i had to i was forced in a position where i had to look at everything and and, and it was my forte and i've learned over the years as well obviously about processes and procedures and systems in order to enhance um, my time and duplicate my time uh, make my time more efficient but also yeah. learn how to duplicate my time therefore effectively my 160 hours a week now could be a thousand hours a week i'm working because i'm duplicating my time and in terms of how i'm doing it and we'll, we'll all talk about how that's done 
but technology has made it so easy to work anywhere in the world. Um, yeah. you, you, saw, you saw last week I was out in Spain. Um, yeah, was that's, Spain. that's a great example. The, the couple of weeks leading up to Christmas here, we've worked just like we would any other week. We do the shows, we do mm. one ones, and all because of technology. And and that really, obviously, understanding that time equals money concept has become even more important in people's, today's, uh, in people's lives today. And technology has made that a lot more um, prominent. And people are now expected to be able to, I mean, be available around the clock, and that's what people's expectation is. And the pressure. Well, look at look at when I was out in Necker Island. Thing. Yeah. Look what I was doing when I was at Necker Island. I was there was a five-hour time difference, I think it was. So effectively, yeah, we when, when, to make sure. Yeah, when you were doing the wealth creation show in the UK at twelve thirty, I was actually on it at seven thirty in the morning, the morning yeah. at Necker Island. But and that was fine, um, and that worked perfectly well. But there was occasions where you were doing a Saturday morning show at 9.30 and there was no way I was going to be able to do that because I would no, have to get up at four and a half, four in the morning, the way that it works. And I thought, God, that's a, that's a bridge too far for me. It's like that comes into the, the balance as well and making sure. Because there was a day I would go, yeah, I'll get up and I'd set my alarm. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I've I've come to Necker Island to, to really chill out and really have a, a great time. Yeah. The last thing I want to be doing is physically working. Mm-hmm. And actually having to get up at different hours of the day and and making it because that I would spoil the whole enjoyment of it. So that's yeah. where the time's duplicated, where you guys are doing that as well for me. So you duplicate my time in yeah. terms of how I'm doing it. So you're absolutely right. Many jobs are now outsourced or automated. You've got a PA, I've got a PA, yeah. you've got a virtual assistant. PA, um yeah. And which means that people are even more strategic about how they use their time. But understanding the time equals money concept, uh, individuals can learn to, I think, prioritize uh, their time, um, probably set their goals, yeah, definitely. and uh, and work more efficiently as well. But time, remember, is a limited resource. This is what I'm going about every single time. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks they've only got 168 hours in a week. And, you know, theoretically, you have. Yeah. But you duplicate your time. This is why it comes into the concept of it's not, it's, it's, it's a finite resource as, as in me, myself, and I, but it's not a finite resource if you can utilise other people's time as well to multiply your time. Yeah. So... How is then, Mark? That leads me to the question, Richard. And I'll ask you this question, um, in your opinion, of how time, how do you see time as a finite resource? I mean, defining it as a, a, a finite resource is that time itself cannot be renewed or replenished. But like you yeah. said, Jim, you could duplicate it, you could duplicate your time and be more productive. And it's like, unlike money or other resources, time is consistently being consumed so time doesn't stop it doesn't it do you know what i mean it just keeps going and and once it's whether, gone, you, whether you like it or not yes it's like it's, it's like it's what i say it's like what i say it you know th- this is why they call it the present because the past is away and the future is tomorrow but what you have right now is effectively and it's and, it, and excuse the pun is a present and that's yeah. why it's called the present because you've got a present right now of the time that you've got and how are you going to utilize that to do the best thing possible with it i think that's where it's important as well people get really caught up in what's happened in the past and, and previously 
had people or maybe people and I'm quite bad at this think too much about ahead and really you should just concentrate about the present and you say that to me quite a lot just because sometimes I'll say what about this and then you're like oh god that's two days away that's next week we'll think about that when we get there let's do I'll that. get that I'll get that when people say to me in the morning yep. what about this afternoon I'm like whoa wait a minute that's this afternoon <laughs> Aye, we're, we're this <laughs> I'm still sorting out this morning yeah. I'll think about this afternoon when it appears um, because I, I, I have scheduled everything anyway, so I know straight away in my mind, this is this is a Stephen Covey thing about the you know the seven and a half highly successful people and um, yeah. everything in the afternoon I've already got it as important but not urgent. So therefore it doesn't fall into the important but urgent, which is a crisis management. So I, I have already planned. It's like when somebody says you're going away on holiday, you know, and I say, you know, well, I'm just about to park and I'm leaving for the plane in three hours, and everybody goes, <laughs> What? Yeah, you're no, you off, and it's like, no, but you didn't under, you don't understand all the stuff. Everything to do to get to. Right. Everything is in place, and there's a place for everything. I have prepared, and everything is exactly how it should be. And I have even put belts and braces on it to the fact that if my car breaks down on the way to the airport, I'll leave it at the side of the road, and I'll get an Uber, and I'll go straight to the airport, and I'll get somebody to pick the car up and sort yeah. it out. That's how efficient I am at what I do. If anything happens, I know I can, and I've got a plan for it all. So when I, I genuinely do that, you saw that when I came out yeah. here, uh, when I came out to Spain uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, you saw me do that, where I basically said, uh, right, that's me parking just now, and I'm away to the airport. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, and, and that, that's what, and, and so, so it's an incredibly valuable resource, but you're absolutely right. It gets, it gets consumed all the time and it really should be treated as such. Do you mm -hmm. know time is the one thing that I will not allow people to steal from me? Yeah. Cause you don't get about it. Yeah. Because it's, it's it, uh, money. Fine. It could happen and all the rest of it. And I wouldn't be as much upset about the fact if it was, if it was, if it was time. I'd be more upset if somebody stole my time. And that's why I expect when people say, and it's quite funny because when I was out in Spain, um, I actually turned up on time for, for meeting somebody and they went, and they turned up late and they went, oh, you were on time. As if it, as if it, was, <laughs> as if it was normal. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, if you say you're going to be somewhere for that time, you're going to be there. But yeah, you're, you're right. It's not an unlimited resource. And I think once you realise and recognise that and appreciate it, um, then you will prioritise your time a lot more carefully in order to achieve your goals and, and live your life fully and have fulfilment in, in what you do. I think it, and that's quite an important thing to, to recognise and, and get the right mindset with time. I have a sneaky suspicion. I have a, Richard, I have a sneaky suspicion that I, I actually, once, once I realised how valuable time was, um, and I'm sure it was the magic of thinking big that this actually came up. It was the first book I read, and yeah. the fact, and and the fact, you know, the first positive mental PMA, positive mental attitude book I read. I was recommended by my mentors, and I'm sure actually that, that was the book. Yeah, that was the book it actually talked about in one of the chapters early on about the fact that you know if somebody turns up late for an appointment, you should be more upset about the fact that they've stolen your time rather than actually they've wasted your money, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, because because your time you'll never get back. The money you could make again somewhere else. You can acquire money anytime you want. There's floating about everywhere. And every, mm -hmm. you know, you just have to attract it towards yeah. you. But as you'll never you get the time back. Yeah. 
yeah, you'll never get the time back. So you've got to prioritise your time carefully in order to achieve the goals and and and, and that life fulfills um, fulfilling uh, gives us that life fulfilling live fulfilling lives. You know, overall, yeah. in, in terms of how it is. So then, why is it important then? Of what's important to value in time then? You know, yeah. let's let's drill down on that. What I just said about how it's so valuable. What is the importance of value in time? Well, value in time means recognizing its finite nature and treating it with a, a, as a precious resource, as we know it is. Mm-hmm. When well, as we should know it is. When we value our time, we're more likely to use it in a way that aligns with our goals, our values, and we're less likely to waste it on activities that don't contribute to our well-being. And by valuing our time we are able to make better decisions and how we spend it and we are able to focus on the things that are most important to us and i think that's you, a really good definition of the yeah. important like really that's actually time. that's actually really good and what you and what you just said there um do you think so so why is it that you know why is it we just waste our time then why is it a lot of people just put their head in the sand and just you know I, like an ostrich put their head in the sand and they just they just let time flitter away and and they don't, you know, is it is it because they don't they don't they don't have any goals or they don't have any desires or they don't have any ambition. Say, Therefore they let it go and they just don't they don't bother. For me, um I think and I see it happen quite a lot, I see it in a lot of people in a lot of different um a lot of different environments, but it's a lost of direction, I think. People yeah. don't know what they're meant to be doing or where they're going to be going or where they're headed or where they should be. So they just stick their head in the sand and let it pass by. Do you think, do you think that's why people just live for the weekend? Yeah, because that's the only thing that they know and they, they think, all right, okay, and they get stuck into that kind of rut. And yeah, and that and it's like, that's that's the direction, but really, that's not the direction you want to be in. That's not yeah. the, that's not the over, the, over the years, I remember people used to talk about it quite a lot when, they, when I was at, well, I'll see if I can get it out, work. <laughs> <laughs> when, I was, when I was at when I was at work, it's like it's the, it's, a, it's worse. It's the worst four-letter word you'll ever see. <laughs> so when I was at work, when I was at work, yeah, um, I, it was quite interesting because you used to have a lot of people used to say it's like when you go when are you going for your holidays, and it was always about what you, when your next holiday was, and and then the next thing once your holiday was over, it was like you know what are you doing for um, what are you doing for Halloween or. What are you doing for Christmas, or what are you doing for Easter, or what are you doing? And so there was always that sort of there's always that regimental system yeah. that everybody buys into that paradigm. I would say that paradigm when you grow up, it's yes. we're back to where we spoke about last week about the paradigm about the, the you work the forty to fifty year plan, and yeah. this is the, this is part of the forty to fifty year plan. It's still indoctrinated into our system, and in terms of how we should do things and how regimental we should be, and and the live for the weekend. There's a lot to do with that. I mean, you know, everybody wants you to live for the weekend because they can sell you stuff, don't they? They want you yeah. to buy into that paradigm. Yeah. Just, yeah, and everybody just, everybody gets geared up for the Friday, Saturday, and it's like, and, and then, uh, yeah, like, you're, you're right, yeah, and it's it's all kind of geared towards capitalising on people's um, mindset on the live for the weekend thing, like, let's hit them with, and, and, and then, yeah, sell them things. Literally, you're just treated like a mushroom. You're put in a dark corner and covered with poop. <laughs> effectively, yeah, that's a good analogy. <laughs> that's, a, that's effectively how that's a, effectively how society looks at you, isn't it? And this and, and that indoctrinated paradigm that they've got. And you could see how I've learned how to say paradigm. You know, it's taken me years to say paradigm. paradigm. 
yeah. But I just used to, I used to look at it and go para diagram. It's like <laughs> I had to go on Google and, and and press the the voice, and it's like it's like, oh, that's what it is. That's that's what that word is. Genuinely, I just couldn't say it. And every time I saw it, I was like, what is that word? Um, but but yeah, I've worked out now, and so yeah. so I'll use it quite a lot. And I've got every I've got like 57, 57 years to catch up on it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's look at what how how time is valued actually in today's world. I mean, time yeah. as an opportunity cost is a classic example. Yes, and I, I knew I knew when I put this in here to talk about. I, I knew you would you would get excited about this because yeah, time is an opportunity cost. Um, and we've done a whole show on opportunity cost. This is how we do things in terms of if you do that, because you've only got one tight chance to do it, then you can't do this. Yes. This is why we talk about this all the time. So this is why I talk about if you if you are a top salesman and you could genuinely generate hundreds of thousands of pounds for your company or thousands of pounds for your company and as a result you'll get an enhanced bonus if we're doing it yeah. why on earth would you spend you know um would would you spend four four or five hours trying to clean the house mm -hmm. if, if you could get a cleaner to do it this was my, this was always my bone of contention with elaine because elaine used to say to me it's like i goes why do we not just get a cleaner to do that i'll do it myself then because you always <laughs> wanted me to do it it's like you know it's like but you don't understand elaine i could earn a hell of a lot more in the time that's done but and she just doesn't get it you know we've now reconciled to the fact that elaine just keeps out of my business that's it <laughs> in a nutshell and she's happy just enjoying the money and, and that's, that's okay with me right? that's fine with me um but the, the, I even got a pair of shoes and they've got, uh, you know, you've got wee flashers on the on the outside of the shoes. So yeah. when she's turning right and left, she can just put these indicators on so you know what way she's going to the shop. <laughs> Are you in serious? No. <laughs> no. I was just going to say, I never know where to believe you or not, but I thought, God, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> a pair of shoes with a set of indicators on them, so on the heels, so you can actually know which way she's really going. Yeah, fine, that line, but uh, you never know. <laughs> but. But but you know what I mean. So she was adamant. It's like no no. Could you could you clean this? It's like flipping yeah. heck, Elaine. Could you do the ironing? It's like Elaine. I used to do the ironing when I was a student, when you worked full time, and I was happy to do that. And I used to make the tea and do everything else when I was a student. But now I could earn significantly more per hour than I was when I was a student. So why on earth should it be? Why should I be doing the ironing? Why should I be doing the cleaning when I could go out and earn because I've only got a finite amount of time? This yeah. is opportunity cost. This is yeah. the fact that because I have to do the ironing, the ironing is not costing me. <laughs> I'm not saving fifteen pound an hour for the ironing. It's costing me two hundred and fifty pound an hour because yeah. I'm doing the ironing. Yeah. That's where it. That's where it is, and it's classic example. Overtime for other people as well. They may they may be given up an opportunity to spend time with their family, to pursue or, or you know or pursue a hobby. The value of our time is therefore closely tied to the value of the activities we could be doing instead. Yeah. Bill yeah. over hours for professionals. Yeah. But just just before we move on, I was just going to say we did do the the show opportunity costs, uh, and it's in the playlist if you look on the YouTube uh, channel, and that's really good. If opportunity costs is something that uh, obviously you're not quite sure of, still watch that; it's a good one. But was yeah, you're talking about I, that the one when I bought a Lamborghini Huracan. That was a Lamborghini. Yeah, one, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
really good show, actually. Oh, the interesting one for people to watch and the opportunity yeah. cost of me buying a Lamborghini Huracan. Anyway, that's another story. Look up in the playlist, Wealth Creation Show. You'll see it on our Fight Properties channel or our separate YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, let's talk about it, right? So billable hours. Billable hours. So, you yeah, can do it for like professionals as well. What do we need to know about that then, Richard? Yeah. Yeah, so for professionals and things, time's often billed in hourly increments. So this means mm -hmm. that the more time they spend working on a client's individual project, then the more they can bill for their services. Solicitors and things do that, obviously, like when um, when they're working on case and if they're spending time. And in these cases, the value of time is directly tied to the amount of money that can be billed for each hour they work. And you see that quite a lot. And that's that's the definition of billable hours. Um, and yeah, like I say, obviously, um, solicitors yeah. and things you, you'll be if you use solicitors and things then you'll be very uh, familiar with that concept yeah well classic example for solicitors is, is the billable hours isn't it you, mm -hmm. you get a tiered structure of how much it's going to cost accountants do that as well you yeah. get a tiered structure so they pass it to one of the juniors see how they're multiplying their time now because mm -hmm. they're passing it to a junior and they're charging the junior out at a higher rate than they're paying the junior therefore they're still making a profit on the junior's efforts but they're not actually doing it with their hours now. This is how to multiply your success. This is how to get bigger. This is how and this is how billionaires make billions, effectively, and build yeah. empires because they're multiplying their efforts. And um, right, okay, so we've we've kind of covered that. I want to get on to talk about uh, the, you know, basically something like self-employed entrepreneur yeah. ventures, all the rest of it. Self-employed entrepreneurs and this is how we started and and that'll fall into that category, yeah. This is how we started in the beginning. So this is how we started. Literally, we did everything ourselves. So we did the photographs ourselves. We did the descriptions ourselves for property when we were listing it, whether it was lettings or whether it was um, yeah. whether it was sales. We did uh, uh, all you know editing ourselves. We did um, all the uploads ourselves, and we did the um, <laughs> tightening up ourselves. Yeah, we did all that ourselves in the beginning. And it was because we didn't have enough business. But here's the argument for entrepreneurs. If you had got other people to help you do that in the beginning, would it not made more sense for you to go out and do the stuff that you're really good at and concentrate mm -hmm. on what you're at is actually sales, if you're really good at it. If you're an expert in sales and you've got loads of opportunity to sell, 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 or you've got loads of opportunity to source, 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 why on earth would you be sitting there and you would, you would be doing, you know, taking the photographs, organizing the files, and, you know, and all these different things, cleaning the floor, and washing the windows. And I've done it all, and you've done yeah. it all as well. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes we do that still right now. That's for another reason. That's to prove a point. That's to prove a yeah. point to someone else. It's like, wait a minute. So you're going to get the managing director to wash the windows when I when basically you can go out and do it at a lower rate, and therefore yeah. we're the opportunity cost of that is costing us a bloody fortune. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. So self-employment and entrepreneurs really need to look at that. You you can't you you need to try and not do it and the advent of uh, virtual assistance has actually helped immensely in this because mm -hmm. people can uh, people all around the world can do stuff remotely for you now and they can do it um uh, all you need to do is record the video we do it ourselves we record training videos for them we send it out to them we say this is what you want to do yeah. um basically regimental they do mm -hmm. that then do this 
do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. And that's it. That's all I want you to do. Therefore, I'm not needing to do it anymore. And then once we've done that, and when you get it back, do this way, do that way, do this way, do that way, and do that way. Therefore, perfect. Now, their cost per hour is a hell of a lot less than what our cost per hour oh, is. Yeah. So it avoids us doing it. So we have limited resources again with time. So therefore, it now allows us to free up that time and go and concentrate on generating more business, which generates more turnover, which generates more money. And that's yeah. the key here. You know, that's where it's all done. So it's closely tied to the success of the business. It means that the time must be effectively uh, must be effectively used to generate revenue and build the business itself. The more successful the business, the more valuable the time of the entrepreneur becomes. Yes. I the more successful you become, then the more, the more the, the, yeah, the more that uh, your time has becomes valuable. Yeah. Yeah. This was quite interesting. This is a really good one, uh, Jamie. You know, Ring.com, Jamie Seminoff. Seminoff, yeah. Yeah, he was telling me about um, Ringo.com and he was talking about the turnover for the year being seven billion. That's crazy. And then he told me how many how many employees he had, right? And then I divided the seven billion by the number of employees and I went, you're having a laugh. Well, we've we, we, we done this, you told me this calculation, actually. Honestly, honestly, it was something crazy. It was something like, what was it? I don't know, 1.5 million each they're generating in sales. Like, yeah, I think it was, yeah. Was it? It was something like that. Yeah, right? well, yeah. 7 billion, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, uh, divided by equals, yeah. It was something like, it was something like each each employee was generating 1.5 million in sales. And it I'm was like, over a million anyway when you told me, yeah, and I'm like, God, but each member, <laughs> but yeah. each employee had 1.5 million. No wonder I hasn't paid him over a billion for it. Flipping yeah. heck, that's unbelievable. But that's the true value. So the thing is, he wasn't. I mean, he did it all in the beginning as well, and he started in the beginning. But he he was lucky because he got people like Richard on his side, and Richard was able to mentor them. I'm not. I'm not. I, I could I could more or less say that was the case. Rich yeah. is mentoring them and telling them how he should be doing things, putting them in touch with the right team, giving them the fast track route to making a meteoric success with purely because Richard invested in it and then Shaq O'Neill had invested in it as well. So obviously everybody wants to see this be a meteoric success um, overnight and, and that gives them a huge return on investment. See how if he had kept us all to himself, do you think his 100% of what he kept to himself would have been more valuable than the than the um actually I know what he got out of this. So he got uh he got um one two three one two three one two three um he got three hundred million out of that. Okay. Out of that deal out of the, the, the bill he sold for. So he more or less owned about thirty percent of the, the business and yeah. still and, and the rest were owned by someone else. So when you think about that do you think the 300 million that he got for having 30 percent of the business was worth less than what he would have had if he had had a hundred percent to himself no i know the answer's no but, I what, but explain it explain it then so you're so you're better to have 30 percent of something than a hundred percent and nothing yeah because 100 yeah, percent would have been a lot less than the 30 percent he would have had with the rest because he had people effectively like dragons or sharks you know from shark on yeah. his side investing in him but also giving him the fast track route 
to meteoric success overnight. Yeah, that's the key here. So that's why you've got to plug yourself into the right people. See, self-employed people and entrepreneurs as well, and people yeah. who want to build businesses and they want to build fast. You should approach people like me and actually ask me, "Hey, Jim, do you fancy investing in my business?" Because if you invest in my business, I can tap into all your knowledge and expertise about how you got there, and I could get there a lot quicker in terms of my success. Yeah. That's how you do it. Because again, we're coming back to saying you're better to have fifty percent of something than a hundred percent of basically a job. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what self-employment is. That's what running your own business is on your own. It's just a job, but you get no paid holidays and you get you get no you get no yeah. pension. <laughs> and yet, when you're off sick, you didn't get any pay either. That's the type, that's what it is being self-employed on your own. Being self-employed actually pays you less than what it does a salaried employee. Did you know that, Richard? Yeah. A self-employed person get, actually gets less money. Oh, but I've got all my time to myself. It's like, I okay yeah, then. To, to do then I kid yourself. Then I kid yourself. You've got to work a lot longer hours yeah. all the time and a lot more unsociable hours just to keep the, sp- the, the plate spinning. Do you know how I know that? Because I've yeah. done it. Yeah. I've done it and never began, and it's no great. So being self-employed isn't quite as cracked up to be. Work at a job for someone else. Work and be great and get paid well. Take your money and invest it on a side hustle that develops your lifestyle later on. That's what you do. This is the this is the paradigm that you should follow. You shouldn't you know this thing about I'm giving up my job. I'm throwing caution at the wind unless you've got a surefire bet. Yeah, unless you're guaranteed success, you're better just sticking at your job and doing your side hustle and building wealth at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm just kind of casting my mind back there, Jim, as, as we talk about Richard and uh, Jamie, and we spoke about it last week on the show. And you talk, you spoke about Richard, um, obviously valuing uh, he valued his time because obviously he was wanting to kind of increase the longevity of his life, and he was doing things for that. And Jamie had said that um, he was looking into new business ventures and you'd said to him, do you really want to do it all again? And he was like, yeah, definitely. And I'm going to do that. And that just demonstrates to me they are really successful and have a lot of money, but they still value time more than they value money. The money is effectively just a scorecard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's it's you know what it's like. It's almost like an addiction. It's like it's like an addicted gambler. It's like an, an yeah. alcoholic. It's just a different vice. You're just addicted to generating to to developing wealth. And the money is the scorecard. It tells mm-hmm. you if you're actually doing it, if you're actually any any good at it. That's that's effectively it. And a lot of people get locked into that 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 dilemma, and and the you know. They, they climb a ladder of success, but at some point in time, they realize the ladder was on the wrong wall. Yeah. Even though they've got all the money, they didn't they didn't realize their ladder was leaning against the wrong wall. And what they actually wanted was, was the freedom and the peace of mind and the accolade at the fact that they did it themselves and they yeah. built it themselves. But but they'll they'll never they'll never be satisfied, people like that. They'll never be satisfied. No. Do you know how I know that? Because <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah. Just like, you've, got the same, you've got the same approach. I mean, obviously, 
financial success and things, but you still look you look back now and you you have the mindset now that your time's a lot more valuable than the money. And if you lost it all, that's fine. You could replenish that. I'll just do it again. Yeah, but you would never get the time back. And I think you've that, got that, you know you know how to be really successful at something. Get used to loving the grind. Yeah. That's know the money, love the grind. If you love the grind, you'll be successful with anything you put your efforts into. Mm-hmm. Anything, and I mean that because if you if you learn to love the grind, you'll never quit. And we know by everybody that's gone before us and all the people that have been extremely successful in whatever field they are, they've only become extremely successful successful because they've never quit. That's it. They just hung around long enough. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think time, unlike money uh, or other resources, even. Time is non, a non-renewable re, uh, resource. So once it's gone, it's gone forever. And there's yep. no way to get it back. And this means that time is incredibly valuable and should be treated as such. So mm-hmm. while we could always uh, make more money, we can never make more time. So that then says that time's the ultimate currency, isn't it? It is the ultimate currency, yeah. And and some may argue that time is that that ultimate currency i would i would say i would say definitely time is the ultimate currency it's more important than anything and if you can acquire other people's skills and resources and time that's how you can duplicate yourself this is i mean this is because basically the time is what allows us to do the things we love yeah it also allows us to spend time with the people we care about and create the life we want you know while money effectively can provide us with a certain level of comfort and security as we all know yeah. you know that's really what people want at the beginning it's maslow's hierarchy of needs isn't it it's the yeah, it's yeah. the it's the it's the it's the need for survival at the top it's the it's the comfort and security and then after that comes the self-isolation it's like look at me look at me you know worship me i am the best you never get to that never ever get to that point if you ever get to that point you're doomed straight away just yeah. Keep keep in the zone of the humble bit and, and just keep getting used to the grind, loving the grind, and just keep doing it and hanging about long enough. And and the great thing is help other people do it as well. So yeah. you can all be doing it as well, and you could all be you could basically all be sitting on the beaches of the world enjoying life. That's that's effectively it. it my mentors used to talk to me about this all the time. It says, Jim, one day you could be sitting on the beaches of the world with all of us. Mm-hmm. And I used to go, God, that would be brilliant just like you know to just sit on the beaches of the world with uh, now uh, a, a, a friend is just a you know a, a stranger is effectively a stranger is just a friend you've not met yet yeah you know that's it that's effectively it and, and at that point in time i never knew who these people could be because i knew it was my mentors but my mentors have you know gone by the wayside and all the rest of it they were fantastic at that time and they got me to a certain point in life just as a rocket takes off and then you know the fuel tanks fall off the side my mentors fall off the side and i you know i I outgrow them basically um and and, in terms of what i'm doing and then i find new people to get me to the next level Um, and then that's how that's how you find all these different people hence the reason why you appear at necker island and all of a sudden it's like two other people coming out of the out the resources and it's like richard branson and jamie and it's like wow you I'll need to things to them them. that are going to help you progress yeah yeah and 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 these are the these are the type of people i'd probably look at and think you know what's your journey and how's it going and and you know i will catch up with jamie at some point in time and saying how's it going then you know um, i know i know you're giving it two years but we're one year in now 
Um, and uh, this is my speech for next next November because <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be there again anyway. <laughs> it seems that it's all the same people that, that go, um, so we'll all be there again. So it'll be like this is this is my discussions already coming out. Um, but these are the sort of things that gives us the comfort and security. But it can't buy us more time, but we can buy other people's time. So time yeah. is what allows us to live a meaningful and fulfilling life, and therefore. Therefore it's, therefore, it's more valuable than money. Yeah. So mastering time equals money equation. This is the key here. This mm. is one of the key criteria. How yeah. to master time equals money equation. I talked about this a lot in the past. Effective time management strategies is definitely one of them. Now, one of the keys and one of the key ways, actually, to master the time equals money equation is through effective time management. Now, what does this mean? Well, this means learning to prioritize tasks uh, and to focus on the most important ones. And then what you do is what we spoke about the other week, Richard, you know, the the important not urgent yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then exactly not right. important not important not urgent not important and urgent this is where you have to delegate the or or minimize the less important uh, tasks that you need to do so delegate them to pas to virtual assistants to people who are working for you to junior yeah. associates and stuff like that so so some effective time management strategies uh, can include uh, actually creating a to-do list for example yeah Scheduling tasks on a calendar. I do it every single time. We spoke about it when last week when I was walking along the beach and we spoke about something. You says you want to do this, you want to do that. I says, look, send me an email, yeah. right? And tell me. And then what I'll do is when I get the email, I'll flag it. And I did. And I flagged it. And then it tells me then that's my calendar. Or yeah. I'll put time in my calendar. What gets scheduled gets done. Mm -hmm. Remember that, people. Yeah. What gets scheduled gets done if you've got a problem with being able to do stuff and actually be effective at doing what you're meant to be doing and you're not meant you're not doing what you're meant to be doing then you're clearly not scheduling it in your diary for mm -hmm. to do and then you're not following it up and you're not staying to your discipline. diary yeah that's the discipline the, the discipline. schedule comes first if you don't schedule it anywhere in your diary you're probably not doing it because then you're keeping it all up here. And the best one in the world, what happens is somebody else comes along, distracts you, and then you forget all about it. And then you come back and think, God, oh, I never did that. I forgot or, to do it. Or you'll think, what was that again? <laughs> Aye, it's like, yeah. oh, tell me about it. Middle of the night, I have to physically get out of my bed and I have to go to my laptop and put all out my head that I've been yeah. thinking about into my laptop there and then because I'll guarantee it. Now, people say, stick a bit of pen and paper at the edge of your bed. If I put the light on, I'll get killed. <laughs> it's like I value my life. Elaine will probably still stay asleep, actually. But but as far as I'm concerned, if, if Elaine put the light on with me, I'd be like, "What? Yeah. You woke me up." It's like that's me up now at four o'clock in the morning. And um, but so the key is here. I wouldn't do that to Elaine, so I don't expect her to do it to me. So I go out of the room and I actually set up my laptop, and that's why yeah. a lot of people think, "God, you're working at three or four in the morning." I've just got to download this all and dump this into yeah. the a screen dump into this into the computer, and then I can go back to my. I have a wee cup of tea. Have a wee cup of tea just to change my mind and settle it down. 
And then what I do is I just go back to my bed and I fall fast asleep again for the next couple of hours. And I'm right as rain when I get up. Woohoo! Ready to go. Nobody go, how do you manage to do that? But that's how I do it. I dump it all out my head onto the computer, onto my calendars, onto my scheduling, and then I then I then have a wee break in between, change my focus, maybe watch something on the telly, you know, a comedian or something like that, Javis or 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 out out. Um, um what's his name? Mickey Flanagan. Um yeah. maybe something like that. Just give me a, 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 a see I'm changing my thought process. So when I go to my bed, I'm fine. And and, and a cup of Hot tea, a cup of uh, decaf coffee. Decaffeinated, I was just going to say. Um, or, or hot milk or something like that. Because what happens is when you drink when you drink hot tea, hot milk before you go to your bed, it goes into your stomach and your stomach gets nice and warm. And there's something in your stomach. It creates a, 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 um, a, a hormone or something like that. It actually says, right, prepare yourself for sleep when you lie down. That's It sets it off and makes it easier to sleep by, creating, by drinking something, you know, hot. Uh, so that's a really good uh, important tip but let's get back to effective yeah. management strategies so time management to-do lists calendars um time blocking techniques yeah that's um, um uh pomodoro technique which is which is working in a focused um 25 minute bursts so in other yeah. words, 25 minutes really, really focused. That. Like, yeah, I've, I've yeah. That, yeah and then we're done now in a state agency this is what you know some of the corporates used to do this all the time they used to go right like right we're having a we're having a customer focus session and for the next hour everybody was on the phones phoning everybody and then that was it done and then they're on they're on to the day-to-day -day job again so yeah. that's that's that sort of technique so this all comes down as well to the importance of setting goals and priorities so yeah. what are your thoughts on this about setting goals and priorities yeah, definitely. I think you're completely right about effectively using your time and, and management strategies, time management strategies. But I think like we spoke about earlier, a lot of people are kind of a wee bit aimless and, and bury their head in the sand because they don't have any sense of direction and they've not got proper goals and priorities set out. And setting clear goals and priorities can really help you make a better use of your time. Um, and by defining what's most important to us, then what we want and what we want to achieve we can focus our time and our energy on the activities that will help us reach those goals. And that could also help us avoid time-wasting activities uh, that don't contribute to our, ultimately, our long-term success and, and, and us reaching where we want to be in life or in, in our journey. Yeah, can I, can I tell you, um, when you talked about the importance of setting clear goals and priorities to help us make yeah. better use of our time, um, do you know how what percentage of the population that it does that then? I don't know. Five. Oh yeah, top five percent. Five percent population. Five percent of the population, I guarantee you do that. That is the five percent group. That's the people who end up wealthy, financially free, four percent of them, and the other one percent are rich beyond their wildest dreams. That's the five percent group. That's the ones that prioritize and that actually write down the goals clearly working towards clearly defining yeah. it. The other ninety-five percent are wishy-washy. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, a lot 95 percent of the population will fall in that category and if you're in that category you better do something about it if you want to yeah if you keep doing the same thing that you've always done for the rest of your life that you're always doing right now you'll still keep getting the same result it will never change for you unless you change something if you want to change something in your life you've got to change something in your life yeah and that's and, and it really comes down to I mean I mentioned there about doing things that are time wasting activities 
uh, and really avoiding time wasting activities and using your time better is so important. So, I mean, I tell us a wee bit about maybe, I mean, what would you categorise as something that would be a time wasted activity, depending on, like, in, in your own experience, maybe? I know what mine's are. <laughs> <laughs> Social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's TikTok. a lot. TikTok. Flipping heck, TikTok's does, click, TikTok knows everything about you, how mm -hmm. to get you in, addicted to what you're doing right now. These are the dream stealers, the dream stealers. The, the, the original dream stealer is the one-eyed monster that sat in the corner of your room and, and somebody talked to you every night from it. That's the television. That's the yeah. original dream stealer. And that's that. The television was the original, yeah. And now it's people's phones and social media. Now it's now it's your phone. Now it's your phone, definitely. Um, you know, um, the 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 television is basically taking a, a second a second uh, second place now, but yeah. it's effectively become what is the, what, what used to be the radio. It's literally instead of video killed the radio star, it's now social media killed the TV star. That's what's happened. Yeah. So effectively, social media, excessive television watching. That's this is why I, I don't buy into uh, series. When people mm -hmm. see, when Elaine says, "There's a fantastic series we've been taught, we've been told about," and it's like, and it's just starting. Should we watch that series? And I go, "No way, am I watching a series because we'll be watching it next year. We'll be watching it next year. We'll be watching it in ten series down, in ten years down. I'll have wasted all that time. I could be more productive with my life and actually spend some time with my kids yeah. or my grandchildren." I'm you do waiting. enjoy you do enjoy watching Tony films, Scott and Jen. Certain films you like to you enjoy, but not to get uh, wrapped up into series that run on for years and years. But um, you do enjoy. I'm guilty. I'm films. guilty. Listen, listen. I w we watched the Crown. You know, when I was out in Spain, Elaine, Elaine said, Elaine says, I need something to watch on the telly and I don't want to watch anything else. Well, I just watched The Crown because we we watch it together, obviously, and 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 you could watch it. You know, when you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> and she was desperately wanted to watch some, but she didn't want to invest any time in anything else because we're kind of committed. It's the crown and that's it. No. We don't do EastEnders. We don't do Coronation Street. Oh, we don't no, do Emmerdale. We've no, never, no, none reality. We didn't even watch I'm a Celebrity at all. None I of it. Year, and I am so proud of myself for not doing that. <laughs> I tell you, I really, it's one of my highlights for the years, the fact that I resisted watching any of that content at all. Yeah. Because it's just a it's just a dream stealer. It's like the yeah. time that you could be doing something else. And fair enough. So I invest time in watching films because films are like one and a half hours, two hours. We're done. Yeah. I don't need to invest in any other time and waiting for a series. But if another film comes out, it's a year later, two years later. So it doesn't take up a huge amount of time. That's the thing. So minimize your activities and focus on more productive ones. That's the key here. We can make better use of our time ultimately achieving more success in our personal and even our professional lives yeah there's a there's another one there's another time wasting activity that it, it's been it was my vice for a while and it's took me a, a long time to stop doing it and it's procrastinating about things i was so guilty of that and and i still find myself sometimes that's a good shout richard yeah that is a good shout that is one it, it basically, you know, takes a hell of a lot of time. It's a lot of people. It's, yeah. it's overthinking as well. Yeah. As you go into uh, now, this is where how to stop worrying and start living is a great book, Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. And in there, it's about he talks about it specifically. He says 
think about all the think about this one situation okay this one thing like he gives an example about what 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 the the decision is but the uh, the outcome hasn't happened yet and he says how many things can you write down on the paper right now about the, all the different outcomes that can happen okay so and and he says just bear with me so you write all these things down and you're there for about the next half an hour if you keep going and some people could be there for the next hour okay and then it comes to the end and it says how much time did you spend on that and you go okay it's one hour i've spent on that mm -hmm. and he says okay so if the outcome was this and it was this only which it would be one thing yeah then how much time would you have spent on it if you had ignored all the other outcomes well literally 30 seconds he says so effectively you need to stop thinking about all the different outcomes that could happen because you now highlighted the the fact that you're wasting all that other time on it see you how that's that, a great analogy energy. to do it uh, you you waste a lot of mental and physical energy thinking about it's things drain. That, yeah that are never going to harm or never going to materialize it's all they could have or or, or they could happen or they, they might happen and it's like just think about what do you know the best way to do it pick up the phone and just speak to somebody just pick up uh -huh. the phone pick up the phone and and instead of thinking about that then instead of thinking about what you should be doing and, and it's like oh i've got to phone this person i've got to phone this person i'll phone them later on this afternoon because it's really uncomfortable but, you know yeah. i've got to phone this person so you get to the afternoon you said oh like oh it's going to be really uncomfortable it's like i'll phone them later on tonight and it's like you know okay okay we're later on tonight or oh, they might be at there they might be watching emmerdale or they might be watching coordination sheet or they might be they might be out working or they might be just relaxing it's like i wouldn't really want disturb them I'll tell you what I'll phone them tomorrow oh my god it's like see the amount of energy and time you just spend thinking about all the day flipping the car down the road i yeah. just do all the difficult stuff in the morning and pick up the phone straight away and, and get, get on get, out of, get yeah. out of the way i tell you what it, it solves all the problems if you've got a problem in your life and you think you can't earn enough money pick up the phone and speak to speak to someone you know, speak to a customer, speak to a client, because that's the way you're going to do it. Engage with your customers, engage with your clients. Just get on and do it. Yeah. And the whole adage of Nike, just do it. Just do it, yeah. That's, that's I can't believe we've actually spoken all this time about this. I know. I know. But... So overall, then, what is the conclusion out of this? Yeah, I think, well, we've spoke about and and the time equals money concept and, and the importance of that in today's world and we've discussed mm -hmm. how time is a limited resource how time is valued in today's world through various maybe payment structures and things like that as well and why time is more valuable than money is, is quite oh, important i'll tell you what we've done as well richard we've also looked at how we can master the time equals money equation through the yes. effective time management strategies and setting goals and priorities and yeah. using time tracking and productivity tools is a really good one and also avoiding time wasting activities that's what we've spoken about so so where does that lead us lead us then yeah so i think really well the um the understanding of the time equals money concept is so crucial in today's world where time is often the most value valuable commodity uh, by valuing our time we can make better decisions about how we spend it Mm -hmm. Here we focus at, uh, on activities and align with our values and goals. And this can ultimately lead to greater success, fulfillment, and ultimately happiness. Or, or should I, I'd, I'd probably say contentment. Because we, like yeah. we don't like to say well, that, happiness. I'll put that in there, eh? It's, like, it's not the pursuit of happiness. It's the pursuit of being content every single yeah. day. If you can yeah. be content every single day, that's an easy goal to achieve. And it's not it's not climbing a mountain. And, it, and as a result of you feeling content every single day, in fact, you'll actually end up feeling happy if that's your goal. 
as yeah. a result. And naturally, you'll always feel happy then as, uh, for that reason. So that's see how that's easy. So you've set yourself a reasonable bar because being content all the time makes you feel good inside anyway. So ultimately, overall, that's perfect. Okay, so that's us. We're done. That's awesome. I don't yeah. think there's anything else to say about this. You know, you know, everybody else have a fantastic Christmas and you know, welcome yeah. for the, the new year and stuff like that as well. But uh, I'm off to have some Christmas dinner. Yeah. So yeah, I hope I'm an oven. I can smell <laughs> it right now. <laughs> yeah, but thanks for uh, going through that with us, Jim. That was really good. Um, I think it's a really interesting topic. Uh, time is so valuable. And um, let's go and make the most of it. And we will get you on the uh, New Year show for the Wealth, the wealth Creation. And uh, until then, we will see you all. Bye-bye for now. Bye.